Welcome to The Naked Truth, Real Talk About West Coast Swing. My name is Eric. And I'm Deborah. And today we're going to share with you a conversation that we had while I was passing through Denver on my way from the Bay Area to Minnesota. And we decided to just talk about being outsiders, what that feels like. Yes. So here's our conversation about uh, cool kids and not being the cool kids and dealing with social anxiety in our community and uh, some of our own personal experiences with being on the outside. That's about it. Hope you enjoy. So when we finished the live show at Boogie, right afterwards, uh, as usual, people stuck around and chatted, which is mm-hmm. always part of the joy of doing the live shows is actually getting people together to talk and talking with them. Right. Cause we do the live show and we talk and we'll take audience questions. Right. But I love that after each live show, people want to stay and talk. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember after Bridgetown, Chris stuck around, you stuck around. We when, stayed there for two and a half hours yeah. talking. And then I had to go because I had to teach. But yeah. yes. Um, but it was, it was great. Uh, and so anyway, at boogie, there were a group of us who got together to talk afterwards while we were cleaning up and we started talking about a topic that has come up several times in my dance career, Mm -hmm. which is not fitting in. Yeah. And I think that we all kind of recognize or we all have our own perceptions at, at any level. So Mm -hmm. as a community leader, I've dealt with this at the local level, like in my own venue, Mm -hmm. I've dealt with it in the region, like the Bay area community as a whole, and then on the national circuit, where there are the quote-unquote cool kids. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it happens everywhere. And mm. I say quote-unquote because I think sometimes it's really just perception. Mm. Um, sometimes we perceive that there are people who, and this is throughout life, right? Like, we always perceive that there are people who seem to have it all and seem to, like... Uh, be having fun with a close-knit group. They have more success or accolades. Mm. Like, I feel like I'm just talking off the top of my head of what kind of defines cool kids. Because, like, you know, watch The Breakfast Club, right? <laughs> like, right. there's the archetype of the cool kids, the right. popular, the jocks. or mm-hmm. But they're the people who have more social status mm-hmm. and seem to be enjoying life more because of it. Really? You don't think so? How would you define the cool kids? I mean, I I feel like the cool kids are the people that are consistently hanging out together. Yes. Right? Um, And are doing things together. Um, I find that I find the cool kids term a little bit disturbing because we talk, we remember we've talked about cliques in, in in the dance community and, um, uh, being part of a clique doesn't mean that you're cool. Right. And that's yeah. what I'm saying is that like the two things you just said, I think yeah. are true of the cool kids. It's one of those things where like a rectangle is, or sorry, a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square. Right. So <laughs> um, yes, the cool kids are a close knit group mm-hmm. of friends, but there are close knit groups of friends who are not the quote unquote cool kids. True. True. Right. Right. And so for me, when I think of the quote unquote cool kids, I think of that social status. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the people who have higher status in whatever community they're in, whether it's a high school, whether it's our dance community. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that people kind of look to them. They seem to have more going for them, whether in our dance community, it's points or whether it's just, they seem to uh, draw other people towards them. They have more of our adoration, whatever it is, there seem to be the cool kids. They seem to be having a lot of fun in a close knit group of people. Mm -hmm. Mm. Such a hard topic because, because <laughs> you know, I, I I'm not part of the cool kids. Well, and neither am I, which is yeah. how it came up. There were a group of us who all felt like we are not, we're not on the inside. I'm not. We're on the outsiders. Ins- yeah. I'm and, a pro, and I'm outside. Right. Yeah. And actually, one of the things that we didn't talk about, well, we I think maybe we touched upon it in mm-hmm. when we talked about making the jump to, from like all star to champion. Right. Part of what I think is a big factor, not always required, mm-hmm. is that you fit in. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I feel, and I feel like that's true at a lot of levels um, where status is important. Uh-huh. Um, but it's interesting that you say, like, you're in that group. But I'm not part of you the You don't group. feel like you no. fit in. Not at all. So say more about that. Why do you feel like <clears throat> you're not? I mean, because again and this is why i say the cool kids thing is perception because i'm Mm -hmm. sure people look at you Mm -hmm. and you're up there with the champions you are friends with those guys Mm -hmm. and gals and people admire you and and look to you as a high status Mm -hmm. that people desire and yet you say you're not one of the cool kids well i think part of it is because um i'm i've been here longer like i'm older than most of the people that are part of the cool kids group right right now um but i also think that i've i've never been part a of a cool kid group i'm, I'm kind of a loner even during i'm, I'm thinking even of during like my heyday yeah like the peak of when you guys you and robert were killing it and mm. people i mean although we've also i'm just now recalling how we've also talked about how when you were at the top i'm sure other people were competing with you yeah it wasn't easy to be there so you don't feel like you're a part of group right a group you feel like you're yeah it wasn't easy to be that's up there and and now that i'm down here meaning i'm still i'm still a pro (laughs) but i'm not you know i'm not the top pro right i'm a respected is there a top pro i feel like there's a top 10 and you are part of that top 10 right but i'm not i'm not part of that top 10 that you know um is hired all the time or uh, is always placing or anything like that. I, I'm, I'm a different, I, it's hard to explain me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like a chameleon. It's like, I'm, I, I'm a, you always see me around when I'm at an event. Um, and, and I'm always trying to interact with as many different groups that I possibly can. But th- right. there's, I don't, I don't think people refer to me and be like, Oh, well she's part of, you know, that, group because I, I, f- I find myself to be more accessible yes. than most professionals. Well, and you're more in the ballroom than a lot of the other pros right. are. Um, you know, like we were talking earlier before when you walked into my apartment and this, and this conversation started and I was like, let's stop talking because <laughs> we want to, we want to do this as a, as a podcast. Like there has never been a time in my 20 year um, career and the 12 years that Facebook has been around right? Um, that when I have, one a Jack and Jill or a Strictly Swing with a top male pro that they posted that video saying thank you Deborah for the dance it's been so great blah 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 but they consistently do it for other professionals mm-hmm. that they've placed or actually won right uh, with so so I don't really know what that's about uh, because I'm always the one posting 
my videos saying thank you to the male pro, right. but they've never done that for me. Um, so I think, you know, part of the reason too is like, I have a very um, loner, strong personality, mm-hmm. right? And people misconstrued that personality with with the feeling of, well, she doesn't need to be empowered or she doesn't need to know that we had a great dance. She already knows. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't matter, you know, how confident you are or how successful you are. It's always nice to hear sure. how appreciated you are, how much fun they had, yes. you know, um, uh, dancing with you. Uh, so, so I don't know what that's um, about, which is why I also feel like I'm not part of the, the group per se, or the, the, the circle of, cone of silence right, whatever, right. <laughs> whatever whatever that yeah, may yeah. whatever that may um uh be also i i do feel that you know um if ever something has to go wrong in the swim community or something goes wrong within the professionals i'm a scapegoat a lot or i'm someone that takes the heat hmm. um a lot because i like to stand up right. you know for my professionals and uh you know and then i i end up standing alone yeah so <clears throat> It's a hard place to be. Yeah. I know that feeling of not having a consistent core group of friends. Like I've always been what I call a drifter. Right. Me too. Even growing up. I where think it's because we're Leos, maybe. M- maybe. I don't maybe. know. I Or because we have strong opinions. <laughs> <laughs> or that. <laughs> we can't keep friends long enough. But <laughs> right. Or that. I, um, growing up, I would always have a close two or three friends, although that might change every mm-hmm. couple of years. Mm-hmm. And in my adult life, it's changed based on where I live. Mm-hmm. Having been in the Bay Area, I had a few friends who were close, but I usually hung out with them one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'm friends with a lot of different people in a lot of different circles. So I can Did bounce I'm... around. Right, me too. But my like close-knit, my mm-hmm. closest friends, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have a group. Like I have seen people, I've dated people who have a close group of friends that consistently get together and hang out. Right. And they they are all kind of like best friends with each other. And I I never really had that. And mm-hmm. I still don't. Um yeah. so I know that feeling of being friendly with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, even being deep friends, I see people at events that I will have long, deep conversations with. Right. And I consider close friends. Right. I have lots of those kind of friends. Mm-hmm. I don't have one group where we all say, hey, let's all get together. Right. And the weird thing about being a community leader is that it's my job to build community. And at the same time, being in that position. You feel alone. It it sets you apart. Yeah. Because, well, one, I'm a teacher. Mm-hmm. And so there's a weird dynamic for some people like a lot of my good friends are also my students. Mm-hmm. And that hasn't been a problem in in like when I lived in the Bay Area for the most part. Right. I don't know if that's just because of how I am or how they are. Um, it was a little funky in the past when I was younger in like my mid-20s and I had other friends who were in their mid-20s and it could get a little fuzzy, those lines. Mm-hmm. Um so th- it has been an issue in the past, but not recently. But one, I'm the teacher, so that's one thing. Uh, the second thing is that I, like with Mission City Swing, mm-hmm. and you're wearing our swag, I love it. I am. Um, and that, that was not planned, comfy by the way. Pants. 
<laughs> I just put them on and then I was like, oh. Because they're comfy. <laughs> yeah, they are comfy. Um, Except you owe me another pair. You can buy them online. Oh, not you. I will get you another uh, pair. Oh, yeah. I am not paying for them. <laughs> I'm letting the listeners know they can buy them online. go to Mission City Swing yeah. and buy our swag. Um, but yeah, like I'm much older than a lot of the students right. by 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. And I think the age thing isn't entirely a factor because a lot of my close friends are 10, 20 years older than me. Um, and some of my closer friends, even in the MCS community, are 10, 15 years younger than me. But I do feel like sometimes there is a generational thing of mm-hmm. what fun is. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, even the difference between your 20s and your 30s. It's like, different fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's that. But I know that in the Bay Area a lot of the higher level dancers are close friends. Right. And I think that's great. And I'm sure. friendly with them. I I like them all and I have good conversations with them, but they will post photos of, Hey, we all got together on a Saturday at somebody's house. And I was like, Oh, I, I, I wasn't invited. I didn't know about that. Yeah. And I not, I, I don't have like FOMO and if they want to hang no, out, no, that's but you, fine. I get it. But it just reminds me that there, there are divisions. Mm-hmm. Um, not hard and fast. I don't think they, I mean, I have been invited to some of them and I just couldn't go, but mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, it just makes me mindful that there is a group of the quote unquote, I think we all have a sense of who the the cool kids are. Mm. And I think a lot of us, I think, you know, even talking to you about this, how a lot of would, people would perceive you as being part of the cool kids. Mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of cool kids who feel like they're not the cool kids. Right, right. But let me ask you, because because a lot of people would perceive you just even the fact that you are a top 10 champion mm-hmm. as being a part of the cool kids mm-hmm. without naming names. What at the champion level do you think defines the cool kids from your perspective? Like what are some of the things that you see that make you feel like you're on the outside? Oh, not the things that they, the way they treat you, but you know, how would you describe those cool kids? Are they all hanging out together without you? Are they all uh, um, doing something? Different? I would say that I would say that that at events, I you know I'm I'm included in things sometimes, but not always. It's it's mostly when not at events, like they kind of get together and right. Um, and and remember, most people do not live in the same place, right? Yeah, so they find a way to get together. Um, and and you know I could be. I, it could, I could be perceived being overly sensitive, but I don't think that's it because I, I put 150% into my friendships and my relationships. Right. And my, my downfall is that I have high expectations. Mm-hmm. And what I have to recognize is that I have to lower my expectations so I won't be as disappointed. Yeah. Um, and, and also I think like they, they see, they approach life differently than than i do Hmm. like i i I love the dancing and you know this is my job and all that stuff but i'm not part of the constantly on instagram and have to be on facebook all the time and it it, it, in fact it's uh it gives me anxiety Mm -hmm. to have to do that um and sometimes i have to put the the phone down like i look at facebook sometimes and i'm like ah it's just, it's just so much me, 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 me. Look at me, yep. look at me, look at me, look at me. And I'm like, like, where's the substance? And it, and it puts me in a position of insecurity, right? right? <clears throat> um, so that's part of the the difference between uh, between us. And then obviously there's the age. I, I'm I'm the older one of of the group, 
And I don't dance the way they do. Right. You know, and that's not a bad thing. Right. You know, we, we're both fabulous in what we do. I'm just, I just dance differently because of how I started and where I started and, you know, how I feel about the dance. And so I think, you know, those are, those are uh, issues. And the, 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 the whole community right now, I feel like is in a transitional period with, with so many things happening at the same time that it makes it difficult um, to navigate. Yeah. There's the, there's the, you know, the, the world swing dance council and the U S open thing, and then the degendering and then the, you know, uh, everyone wants to, you know, be fair. It's just, it's just, it's, I can't even talk about it because it's, there's so much going on in my head and so much emotional attachment um, to it that, that, you know, I, I think I need to like sit down and meditate on it for a little bit so I can actually really talk about yeah. like, like what's bothering me about, the dance community and things. It, it's hard to verbalize when you spend so much time, you know, so much time uh, in, in something that you, that you love so much that we said, you know, at uh, boogie and now it's 23 years, you know, that I've been doing this. And sometimes you feel like unappreciated, mm-hmm. um, unloved. Right. Uh, so, I'm not part of the cool kids and I'm okay with that. Um, and quite honestly, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to change how I feel about the dance and, and, and change how I feel about the community or things to, to, to be part, uh, you know, of the cool kids. And, and I shouldn't have to, you know, ask people to like empower me because I empower my professionals. And like I said, I'm not sure what that's all about. Right. Um, and at this point, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so that's where I'm at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it sounds like part of that, like you said, is you, other than really Robert, mm-hmm. um, Brandy's of a similar age category. I mean, Kyle and Sarah, too. Mm-hmm. I would say though that group came up with you. Well, Jordan and Tatiana, too. Mm-hmm. Although I but feel like- still younger than me. Yeah. yeah. And I also feel like Jordan and Tatiana- well, so Kyle and Sarah have a family, right. so that occupies a lot of their time. Right. And Jordan and Tatiana, I feel like they always um, they're so busy. they're so disciplined and so busy. Yeah. Um, but I do think that, especially based on what I see at the local level, there are cohorts, right? Mm-hmm. And those those people who come up together around the same time, right? Who have probably similar values on and off the dance floor. And all my people I came up with are gone. Right. And that's what I was going to say yeah. is like a lot of your peers aren't dancing anymore. Right. So there's a new breed mm-hmm. of dancer that's right. coming up, a new breed of professional right. that probably share the same experience coming up around the same time mm-hmm. and the same ways of thinking of the dance, et cetera. Right. Uh, so and that's that, valid. That, right. It just It just means that naturally there's going to be a group that forms mm-hmm. that puts you on the outside. Yep. Um, and it, we've talked before about, I mean, even our very first episode was about finding your place that right. this whole dance community is very tricky to navigate because yeah. you're taking it's social dancing. So it's not just the dance aspect. Mm-hmm. There's a social piece to it. And the two are intertwined. Yes, mm-hmm. very much so. You can't do one without the other. So, and while you were talking about Facebook, and you know, Facebook does 
drives kids to depression now yep. because yep. everybody's showing how great their life is and then every now and then like or or being bullies on Facebook you know just like pushing their views on others and 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 you know discrediting other people for their feelings I mean it's just it's yeah. not it's not a good place anymore and let's keep in mind that it's better than Twitter but you should still follow us on Twitter right <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> Good job, Eric. I'm gonna I'm gonna check how many followers we have while we talk. Um, but it's interesting to me because I feel like the same thing happens in our dance world mm-hmm. in that people see one side of people in the dance world, right? So, and a lot of that is the dance. Mm-hmm. So I will see a bunch of all-stars killing it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'll see the all-stars all being chummy up in finals. Mm-hmm. And there's a perception that, oh my God, they're having the time of their lives. Their dancing is great. They have all the friends. Everybody wants to dance with them. Mm-hmm. There's this perception that that's what's going on. And that's probably not always true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure people see me sitting up there. And yeah, I'm friends with my, like, I'm friendly with the other people up there. Right. Again, I like them and I respect them. Mm-hmm. And I can have a conversation with any of them. Mm-hmm. In fact, when I do, I really enjoy it. But that's not the default. Right. Like, I'm not either sought out or seeking out those people outside of these moments at the event to have conversations with a lot of them. I mean, there are many of them, again, that I do have uh, personal relationships with. Mm -hmm. But it creates that perception. And I bet you there are people who come into the scene who are like, oh my God, whatever that is, that's what I want. Right. Right. And then the moment that we, and we talked about this in the the expectations episode, Mm -hmm. the moment that you set that goal of, oh my God, that's what I want. Mm -hmm. Now you're mindful of the gap between that and what you have. Exactly. And you stop appreciating what you have. Right. And And you focus on the wrong thing. And that's the same thing that social media causes. That causes suppression in people. Yes. Um, And so it's interesting that we also have that that parallel of there are cool kids on Facebook, the people Mm -hmm. who seem to have a thousand likes and a million friends. and. You know, you were saying people post on Instagram and they they get all these cool responses, and I'm like, oh, I, I get some every I now mean, and then. <laughs> my, my 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 other, you know, the other thing is that, like, if I think about the amount of time that people spend to post daily <laughs> on a daily basis, sometimes more than once a day. I feel like it's taking you away from actually having human interaction with people, which drives me bananas. And I, it, the fact that, you know, some people have said to me, well, Deborah, you need to be more present on social media if you want to get more work and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but that's not who I am. Right. Right. Um, and quite honestly, I don't need them to see me like, you know, going to the gym every day right. or sitting on the airplane saying I'm coming to the event. Right. You know, I just, I just, you know, and the hashtags and the, and, and the, the whole <laughs> God, it's like, it's endless. It's, 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 it's almost mindless. Like it's stupid that, that I feel that it, it, it dumbs people down. Nobody interacts anymore and has like really like deep, you know, uh, conversations and, 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 Sometimes I just have to turn my phone off and I'm like, I, I can't. Right. I, it, it hurts my brain. It hurts my soul. Um, and I, and I, I, just, I just don't like it. I do think that's one of the challenges of a market-driven 
society. Um, well, yeah, but also just our community in that. Mm. So if an event director, I mean, I'll then confess to doing this myself, that mm-hmm. I will hire somebody for a dance or a a moment if I think they're going to promote it online to all of their friends. Um, now that said, I think somebody like you, you have relationships already. So people know what you're going to bring. I feel like a lot of the newer pros need to demonstrate their value to events because they haven't already. I feel like you should have already demonstrated your value. Except still people don't know my value, but that's not the point. (laughs) I mean, they still don't know my value. And quite honestly, I'm not going to go on Instagram or Facebook to show you, you know, my value. It's just, you know, it's just, you know, I'm 49 people, right? And I, I would like to enjoy life and have human interaction right. with people rather than constantly having my fo- my face, you know, in my phone or and, and stuff like that. And maybe I'm just a different breed, you know, of person, but what what I'm really uh stressed about is that if, if we continue to go in this direction with with social media and all this stuff, we, we are breeding a society of people who do not know how to interact with one another, who do not know how to talk to one another mm-hmm. kindly or anything like that because they, they hide behind the Facebook or, or the Instagram and, and say, you know, all these things and, 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 and which then breeds a population of where, now I'm going to get into conspiracies, where, where, you know, governments can take more control over us because we don't really know how to unite as, as, a, as a large population so we can make change. Um, so I, I, I don't know. It's just, for me, it's just, like I said, the, 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 the Facebook, I like to call it the Facebook, um, and the Instagram, um, and the Twitter, which I don't use at all, but we do for <laughs> this show. We have, we have over 80 followers. Oh my God, this is so exciting. So you too can be a part of our tribe. Yeah. It just, it just stresses me out a little bit. And, um, and frankly, like, I, like, I use Facebook. I, I I put quotes up, and and every once in a while, I'll I'll put it like yesterday. I put how disgruntled I was with United, like <laughs> right, right, what they're doing. But but it's very rare, you know, that I put up my personal personal stuff, and everyone's like throwing me, putting their personal stuff up there. And now I'm kind of like, is it for attention? Because you can't, you th- this is how people connect with people now. Right. They just throw it out there on Facebook instead of like picking up a phone and being like, hey, I really need to talk about this and. It's just, it's hard for me to understand. Yeah. I don't know. I do think there's a, again, there's a parallel in the the dance world where we interact with people by dancing with them, Mm -hmm. but don't always go beyond that. Right. You know, who are you off the dance dance floor? floor. Um, And we've talked about how that really fosters relationships and community. Mm -hmm. And, at Mission City Swing, we've uh, been consistently, mostly consistently, it didn't happen last month, but we've been doing <laughs> um, uh, outings outside of dance. Which I think is amazing. Once a month, and yes. not everybody shows up all the time, but it's a place where it's a level playing field, yeah. right? I don't care how many points you have, we're bowling. Right, <laughs> right, know? exactly. Like, or we're drinking, like right. it doesn't matter. Exactly. Or we went to the Academy of Sciences and it's like right. we're just wandering around right. and talking and having a good time. And and that's what I think people need to do more, you know, in the swing dance community. You build relationships in the dance community, which is great, right? right. 
because that's what community is about. But also, like, keep those relationships and 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 go outside of the community yeah. and do say. I I find more often that the people that are in our community are just connected through the dance. And once they leave an event, they don't really call each other. They don't really say, "Hey, why don't we meet up?" Even if you don't live in same, you know, cities or whatever. And I'm not saying there aren't some people that do that. Right. I'm saying that's just not the norm. I feel right. Um, well, and on that point, actually, yeah. social media has been a great tool for me to stay in touch with people who live yes. on the other side of the world. Absolutely. I totally believe so that there, that's a there's positive. There's some value there. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying that, it, that it's not. That That's an absolute um, positive. It also, Facebook, you know, puts you in touch with people that you haven't, like, spoken to in, like, 20 years. And then you right. find them and you're like, oh, my God. Like, or they find you and you right? decline the request. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That stalker that you had in high like, school. Um, you know, right. I left high school and got out of town. Right. So, of reason. course, there are, there, you know, um, there are positives. I, you know, I don't want it to seem like I'm being, you know, uh, negative Nelly. Again, like, for me, I, I'm, I'm easily affected by... Um, by things that create, that provoke and evoke emotions because I'm an empath, right? So, and an artist. And, and an artist. Um, but I'm super uber, uh, super uber sensitive, mm-hmm. right? Most people would know that about me. Um, and so, so when, when things happen in the dance community or things happen in the world or things happen to someone else, I'm immediately affected by it and and so now not only do I have to worry about other things happening but I also have to worry how it's going to affect me which is why sometimes um you'll see me walk out of the ballroom right quickly right um and then I'll come back down or you won't see me all the time but for the most part you see me because like you know Jasmine Williams just posted a you know a picture of me on facebook you know, here's deborah out till five o'clock in the morning Perfect. you know on sunday night which is basically what i do I, i'll stay out late because because that's where i want to interact yeah. with people i want to dance with them i want to talk with them um and it's hard to do that during the day part of of, of a weekend sure. well especially you're, you're working right i'm judging or teaching a workshop or, sure. or i'm competing but never will I like if someone comes up to me and says hello, I'll, I'll say hi to them, and right. you know, I'll, you know, I'll never ignore them. I'm very accessible, you know, like I said, and I think part, of, and, and that also puts me in a position of being a target as well, right? You know, when you're very accessible, people want to like you know push your buttons and see how far they can get, sure, with you. Um, so again, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I don't even know where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it gets back to this idea that there are. As much as we want people to connect yep. personally, there are going to be naturally stronger bonds between people. No, we I... all find our people within the community. Yeah. And I think it's interesting, again, that the idea of cool kids is probably different for different groups of people. I, again, I bet there are people who... Most people would think are cool kids who are like, I'm not a cool kid. I'm only, I'm not like really friends with these people. It's mm-hmm. a lot of perceptions, but there is the challenge of finding people you connect with. Mm-hmm. Um, I hit a point several years ago that going to events and finding roommates is hard. Was a struggle. Right. And part of it is because you're a pain in the ass. Yes. <laughs> 
I'm a great roommate, though. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I want everything Clean, quiet. Clean, quiet. And I, I treat other people the way I want to be treated. Right. So I'm like, Leo. keep your crap in your own spot. Right. Be quiet. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I will wake up if, like, a screw turns just a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, what? What was that? <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, it just became hard because people had either, people were pairing off and they were with their Mm-hmm. you know their significant other or they had their group of friends and everybody had already booked rooms mm-hmm. and i for a while didn't have either like i didn't have my group of friends and i didn't have a significant other and yeah i was like who am i gonna room with and it seems so silly mm. but it really made me feel like an outsider and granted i'd go to events and you know every event i go to i'm going for the dancing, the instruction. So I look right. at the pros and uh, and friends. Who's going? So, so competition is the, the latter of all of it, right? Yeah, no, I, that's Perfect. coincidental. Right. It just happens to be I mean, that. that's like an hour of my weekend. Right. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, I'd make sure that there were always people I could connect with. Right. But there have been some events where I've gone where I've either had a hard time finding roommates and usually, if I do have roommates, cool, because that's usually your home base for the weekend, because mm-hmm. those are your friends. Um, and I have had the experience of rooming with people I never knew before and then making friends with them. So right. that's nice. But I can totally relate to the feeling of going to an event and feeling like I don't have anybody to hang with, mm-hmm. right? There, there are times throughout the weekend. So the hotel is one part. The other is dinner mm-hmm. or meals. Mm-hmm. You see groups of people going out. And mm-hmm. I've been in that position of, mm-hmm. I guess I'm just going to grab a sandwich for myself. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I don't... It happened at Bridgetown, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why don't you call where me? Where I just kind of did my own thing. Because you were working and judging. And, oh, okay. Uh, and my schedule was all over the place anyway. But, um, yeah. Where I was just like, I'm just going to get some food, chill in the room. Mm-hmm. And I'm at a point in my life where actually right now, and I said this to Chini, I'm like, don't you, I, I know you, you sometimes want to room with your friends and hang out with your friends. I totally get that. But isn't it nice to have a quiet room, mm-hmm. a little place of refuge mm-hmm. in all the chaos of the weekend? No, totally. <laughs> like I'm at that point now where I actually like some alone time at the weekends um, to get away. But I definitely get that feeling of, of being in a room full of people mm-hmm. and feeling alone. Yeah, that's it's that saying that um it's that quote uh um loved by so many but yet I feel so alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I mean there's a difference between lonely and alone, right? Right. So yeah, yeah I I definitely get that. That feeling of being on the outside of mm-hmm. feeling like you don't have people somewhere mm-hmm. and it's really hard and I'll it, be your people. It's <laughs> thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, it, as a community leader, I have been very mindful that that is a big barrier to overcome. Um, you know, we've talked about like come for the dancing, stay for the community. Right. People come in for dancing, but if they don't find people they connect with mm-hmm. and they're constantly going out and going to a dance and feeling like everybody else is having fun and they're not a part of it. Right. They're not going to stick. Mm-hmm. And of course, 
there's a flip side of that of like maybe they're not being asked to dance because they're not very good in which case they need the instruction and support right, right? right. like there's there's a lot right. to it because it's dancing and social but right. uh that's why we started like a peer mentorship program and mm-hmm. trying to get new people to connect with other people right. regardless of their level of dance so right. that they feel like they have people to hang out with mm-hmm. at the venue right um this dance can be you, you can be in a room full of people and feel very alone. Oh my God. In this dance community. Totally. And going to an event where there are whatever, hundreds, a thousand people mm-hmm. can be even more overwhelming. Right. Because now I'm watching hundreds of people having a great time mm-hmm. and I don't know who to ask to dance. Nobody's asking me. I don't even know where to sit. Right. I sit by myself. Mm-hmm. I've been there. Yeah, no. I- and I want people listening to know that that's pretty much happened to everybody. And it still happens to me sometimes. Like I said, I was at Bridgetown and I know people at Bridgetown. So I was hanging out in the ballroom, Mm -hmm. but there were times over that weekend where part of it was, I wasn't feeling well. So I was keeping to myself, but there were times where I was just kind of just twiddling Twiddling my thumbs thumbs and just hanging out. Why didn't you come find me? You were working. I'm always working. I'm always working. Anyway, I, I think it's important that we recognize that that, happens and it can happen at any point you know i've been in this dance scene 17 years and mm-hmm. i still feel that way sometimes and um it, uh, some of it is perception some of it is like you said and that we've talked about on the show before mm-hmm. self-care you yeah. know and emotional management mm-hmm. um some of it like you just said is expectations right that's a big you know, one um and perspective recognizing that a lot of people are going to go through this and sometimes like this conversation after our live show Sometimes it's just helpful to find the other people who seem to be on the outside. Yes. Um, And that was kind of my upbringing (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I was, okay, so elementary school, Mm -hmm. I was one of the cool kids. That was the last time (laughs) I was was the last time I was a cool kid. Um, I, yeah, I was like, I had a group, there were a group of us, like four or five boys who all hung out together. I was the top of my game. And then they all went on to do sports. And that was not my destiny <laughs> was to do sports. Mm-hmm. I was interested in arts and sciences. Mm-hmm. And like sixth grade, I remember sitting down at a table in the cafeteria, empty table, one of these big round tables that seats like 10 people. And I sat down. And then on the other side of the table, uh, two other boys sat down and then like a third and a fourth and then eventually they turned and said well what are you doing here oh <laughs> and i was like i'm just having you all sat down and they were like well this is our table right i mean very middle school yeah totally. kind of stuff mm-hmm. and i got up and then i sat over i went and sat uh at this other table where like the nerdy losers were sitting granted probably those guys now are like tech geniuses and millionaires making, right. and yeah Totally. But back then it was like the loser table. Ugh, yeah. I was like, oh my God, I'm now at the loot. Like what happened mm-hmm. to me? Um, and actually the reason why I have a lot of female friends is because around that time, my female friends kind of took me in. Right. I said, come hang with us. I was like, cool. And there was people I could relate to mm-hmm. and who, you know, were interested in things I was interested in. So anyway, I say all that because since that time, I feel like, again, I've been a drifter. Me too. Um, I've, been on the outside of the cool kids Mm -hmm. and i've had to kind of find people who also were on the outside Mm 
um, and recognize that a lot of people feel like they're on the outside. Mm-hmm. And so in our dance world, I can, I can see who is truly in the quote unquote cool kids. Right. You see them hanging together. You see the Facebook posts. Right. Um, and I think it's always cool to connect with the people who also feel on the outside because if nothing else, you have that in common. Correct. <laughs> totally and there's true. a reason why you're both on the outside. Um, uh, I mean, sometimes there are different reasons. I mean, I don't, I, <laughs> I, you know, like, because you mentioned high school and stuff. And, and when I look back on high school, um, I was a drifter too. Like I was, I was on the debate team. Yes. I was on the swim team. I was in sing in those groups. Were you part of the inner circle or were you still on the outside and all of the, cause like if I, if I think of, I did theater in high school, surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I was more on the inner circle there. Because I was more involved in those clubs. Yeah, I would say I was a sing and swim team and um, mock trial team. Yes, debate team, not so much. I was I was in quiet. Like I was I was super super involved in high school. Mm-hmm. Super super involved because uh, I didn't want to go home. Um, <laughs> um, and I had lots of friends. Yeah, in high school that I I still keep in touch with. So I, I was. I was kind of popular right. um, in high school, uh, but still kind of felt like I was on the outside. It's, it's right, hard right. to explain. No, I totally get it. Uh, and only because I'm, I'm not a shy person right. at all. Um, so it's not hard for me to break into a circle. Right. I can totally break into it and be like, you know, and make myself part of it. Um, I think it's more like, Maybe I'm intimidating. Well, yes. <laughs> I was intimidated by you for a long time until I got to know you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe that's why I'm not part of the, you know, the the, the inner circle sometimes. Or maybe I'm I'm a threat uh, to people. And and I don't know what the answer is, but I do know that I was a drifter and I was part yeah. of lots of groups. Um, and I'm a I'm a drifter in the swing community too. Like you know, I hang out with professionals and I hang out with all stars and I hang out with advanced dancers and I'll hang out with, you know, novice dancers. It's right. masters and um, sophisticated. And I don't have a specific group that I'm like completely. Right. You know Your home I mean? base. Yeah. 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 I don't have a home. I, there, I don't have a home base. That's a right. good one. Yeah. I mean, that's like when I was in theater, I mean, it's kind of like the show Glee. I mean, I didn't mm-hmm. sing like that, but it's, it, you know, theater was kind of a group of misfits, right? right? Like nobody, oh, I shouldn't say that. We had one girl, uh, Jessica Sarbo, who was like very pretty and very smart. And yeah. she was definitely like one of the popular kids mm-hmm. who was in theater, but the rest of us were a bunch of misfits. Like, right. And we all really enjoyed that. And uh, I think it's important to find those other people. people on the outside. But the other thing I will say to you, and this is, not to like gloat in any way, but I think it's important for us all to be seen. Sure. And so in high school, again, I was a drifter. I intentionally lay low. Yes. Because I did not want to be the target yes. of any, because, mm-hmm. you know, the cool kids would give each other shit and, you know, yes. poke fun. And for me, actually, in late middle school and high school, eighth, ninth grade, uh, I was teased and bullied. Um, I was you know, people call me gay and like make uh. fun of me because I did theater mm-hmm. and I did art. And so, well, two things happened in that period. One, 
I learned to lay low. Right. Just stay under the radar. Mm -hmm. I was, again, friends with lots of different people. I was friends with my own little group that was Mm -hmm. kind of unknown as well. The other thing was that I learned to beat people to the punch. Right. <laughs> so my self-deprecating sense of humor was developed in that period mm-hmm. where somebody would come up to me and start teasing me and I would just go overboard and be like, oh yeah, I'm so gay. I actually had one right. kid. I don't know whatever happened to him. He was a loser then and I think he's a loser now. But um, <laughs> like I, nothing yeah. ever came of him. Right. But he came up to me and was like, Oh, hey, are you gay? Blah, blah, blah. And I went up to him and I said, yeah, big boy, do you want a piece of me? <laughs> that he was the out. last time he ever yeah. gave me a problem. Yeah. Anyway, but I just learned to 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 do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but our senior year in high school, we had this tradition. It was called the Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. And there were all these awards that some of them were truly awards and others were making fun of people. Right. So like most dangerous to pedestrians, um, <laughs> most likely to get divorced. Got it. Um, but also, uh, you know, top most of the class. Yeah. Most yeah. likely to see. Right. Mm-hmm. And everybody in the class would nominate someone. You had uh, top three guys and top three girls mm-hmm. for each award. And, Again, I lay low. So I had no expectations. I thought I'd go. I nominated people, nominated my friends right. for things. And it's probably like 20 awards or something. And they do a whole show. And then the, the, the quote unquote cool kids are the ones who host it. Right? right. And so they get up there and they're roasting their friends. And I'm like, well, I stayed under the radar. Nobody's going to say anything about right. me. And I got nominated for three awards. What were they? Um, most artistic, which is not surprising because I did theater and right. visual arts. Um. It was called Finest of the Fine Arts, and that is the one I won. Mm-hmm. And the other two that I got nominated for surprised me because, again, I lay low. Right. I stayed under the radar, and I was a drifter, and I didn't think anybody would think of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the two other that I got nominated for, one was Renaissance Man. Oh, wow. Because I did arts, but I also mm-hmm. was like a science geek. Right. And all my friends would come to me for help on homework and mm-hmm. that kind of math and science. And then uh, the other one was, which surprised the pants off me it could just be that like the other two guys got all the nominations and then i got like three and so they threw my name in there right but most respected oh and i was shocked um and i say that because there are probably a lot of people who feel on the outside Mm -hmm. who think nobody sees them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's important that we see people sure you know i do i try to do the same thing you do if i see somebody even if I'm not going to dance with them, I say, hi, how are you? All everybody ever wants Good is, to to, see you. is to be acknowledged. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really important. And it's such an easy thing to do. I think in our dance world, and I know I felt this for a long time, that we felt if we said hi to somebody, we had to dance with them. Oh, and sometimes yeah. we don't want to dance with them for okay. all sorts of reasons, yeah. whether it's their dancing or I how guess you're that's feeling. that's valid. Um, and, that, you know, I had to learn to just, just at least say hi. Right. Um, and... Just to to put on that face. Um, but yeah, I think it's important we do more of that because there are people, including people we think are the cool kids. Yes. Who we think have it all, who don't. And then there are people who aren't the cool kids who could really use just a hello. Mm-hmm. Just a hello. I see you. Being more mindful. Yeah. Um, but it, it it is... I do want people to know that sometimes they'll feel on the outside and it doesn't mean that you're not seen. There's right. probably somebody who sees you. Right. 
Oh, no, I get that. I, I agree with that. But I, th- I think we need to be more, um, more mindful mm-hmm. of our uh, surroundings and um, less self-absorbed. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's that thing I always say, like, I, I can't stand it when people walk onto the airline that, you know, they have a backpack on and it's... Pumping. Oh, yeah, they're pumping everybody. And well, and they they, they turn, turn around, around <laughs> and they go to put their other bag up and I'm like, and I'm sitting right in the aisle seat. And I'm right. like, excuse me, right. am I in your way? I mean, it, it takes two seconds to take the backpack off and put it in front of you. I, th- these are things that I just don't understand. <laughs> like, how, right. do, how do you not know to do this? You know yeah. what I mean? And, and that's, I think that's part of the whole social media thing that it, that it, 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 uh, um, it creates people who are less mindful. Yeah. Um, so we need to be more mindful uh, of many things, you know, right. saying hello, being aware, being kind, um, n- not assuming that, uh, just because you're in a position, you know, of power or something like that, that they're not hurting or, right. you know what I mean? Or, or yeah. things like that. And also, people need to be more mindful of the power that they have. Yes. Because some people abuse uh, that power and um, use it to mistreat people or use it to take advantage um, of people uh, or use it to put people in a bad light that shouldn't be put in a bad light. Right. And that's that's dangerous. That's not okay. Right. And there's a lot of that going on a little bit in the, in the dance community, and that's that's dangerous. Yeah. So that makes me a little bit nervous. Yeah, I think that. just even a basic thing, like when I think of this topic, is people avoiding eye contact. Oh God, I know. How many times do you go down a hallway at an event or through the lobby or something, and someone immediately goes into their phone because they don't want to look up? Yeah, yeah. How it, you don't have to talk to me for four hours, right? I just wanted to say hi because I know you. And right. I see you, um, and you looked away. And there have been some people where, like, they're walking by and they put their head down. And I put my hand on their arm as I walk by, be like, "Hey, good to see you." Right, and and let's not let's not confuse that with like, because sometimes I'm I I walk with a mission. I'm always walking yes, with New a Yorkers mi- walk right, with purpose. Right. And when I'm doing that, I'm always <laughs> looking straight forward because I need to look in front of me. Yes. And sometimes I'm not looking through my periphery because I I'm heading somewhere. Yes. Right. So some people also misconstrue that I. I I w- and I'll see them after. I'll be like, oh my God, I haven't seen you. Where have you been? Like, and we saw you. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you walked right by me. And I was like, oh, it wasn't intent, you know? Right. And they, they make sure that they point that out. And, and I'm always someone that will make sure that I, I always, you know, acknowledge that you're there. But if I'm like on a mission and I have to get to a judging thing or whatever, don't, don't make it like I'm, I'm, cause I, I don't intentionally put my head down right. Right, and right. looking straight forward. Um, but I, I do, I do see those people. To like, like I'll be walking towards them and maybe they're scared. I don't know. And I'll, I'll get ready to say hello. And then boom, they drop their head. Right, right. And, and, and sometimes I'll be like, oh, I'm just going to call them out and be like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you not see me? Right. Are you scared to say hello? But then I was like, no, I don't want to make them feel yeah, bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and so, the only times I will do that is when I need an introverted moment in a right. room full of like, I need to. Then you start in that position. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I had somebody, uh, another community leader in the Bay Area come up to me the venue is no longer around but she was saying that she was seeing people on their phones at a dance mm-hmm. and she wanted to have a no phones policy mm-hmm. and i i get where she was coming from mm-hmm. same thing you were saying mm-hmm. you're here with a group of people interact mm-hmm. with people but i also pointed out that sometimes people do that because they need to withdraw that you're in a big scene yeah you feel uncomfortable and you need to just take your attention somewhere else. Mm-hmm. 
And so I actually said to her, how about you have a policy of if you see somebody on their phone, go ask them to dance. Or say, are you okay? Do you need anything? Right. Yeah, yeah. Like check in with them. Yeah. yeah. Um, instead of forcing people to not be on their phones. Yeah, no. And also you can't, like there are some people who like, like I have my phone on me all the time, but it's it's in my purse. Right. I have to physically get it out. Yeah. So, but there are people that have it in their pocket and they're in their, in their hand uh, all the time. But also you want to keep your phone around, like just in case something, sure. family, you know, whatever. Yes. Um, I just I just feel like it shouldn't be like attached to your head. And, and and there are some people in the swing community, and we know who they are, that their phone is like, I, I, I'll say to them, why don't you just Velcro the phone to your head? <laughs> I mean, you you never put it down. That's what Google Glass was supposed to be for. for right. You have it on all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And I then it failed. I'm glad it failed. <laughs> yeah. I can't even imagine. Like, I'm sure there's going to be a, a, a point where... To put a chip in your head. I was and a just lens gonna. Your eye I was and... just gonna say that, and you just go hello. I, I can't. If that happens, I'm I'm bo- I'm out. Boy- I'm out. Totally boycotting. Moving to the mountains. Yeah, totally. I mean, I already oh, would like to be off the grid for some for some yes. things, but you know. Well, and I've been off the grid a lot this week. Uh, we're recording in Deborah's home because I'm right. driving through Denver as I left the Bay Area mm. and heading to Minnesota, and at times it's frustrating because. I need to be in touch. Like I was telling you earlier, I was in Cayenta, Arizona, and right. needed a place to stay, and I'm, I couldn't... No signal, no, no signal. signal. And but- what's really interesting is that when I was a kid, I did a big road trip with my parents through that part of the country, mm-hmm. just the West, like the Rockies and, and Utah and all of that. And that was at a time where my dad used to get the... Oh, what was it called? The ticker... Uh, it was this thing from AAA, and you'd tell them your trip. Oh, and right! It was like you, they'd map you'd it out. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it just shows you each. Yep. You just keep going. Yep, from they page map to it page. out for you. Yep. Um, yeah, we didn't have. We had maps. <laughs> we had maps. And we didn't have cell phones. You'd have to. We had MapQuest. All in advance. This is even before MapQuest. Right. This is before the totally. internet really took. I was like, yeah. yeah, I think I was twelve or something. So anyway, and. I had the realization of how dependent on my phone I am. On technology. And technology in general. Yeah. And I was out in Monument Valley the next day, also very little signal. I turned off, I turned on airplane mode to save battery anyway. Mm-hmm. And I mean, granted, I'm in Monument Valley. It was gorgeous. Yeah, why would you even want to be contacted? Exactly. Yeah. So I was just, it became more intentional to be off the grid. Right. Obviously, there are times where I'm like, I just want to book a hotel, right? <laughs> and I want to be on the grid, and I'm in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Navajo reservation, not great on signal, no. But, uh, but yeah, just being more mindful of intentionally being off my phone. There was actually, uh, I did not a great relationship, but one good thing that came out of it was she was adamant about not being on my phone at meals. And oh, yes. I know that seems like a bit. Now I'm adamant about it. Oh, too. I make people put their phone in the middle of the table. <laughs> well, I know because then they'll see things. No, I put it we, away. All, we all stack it. And whoever picks up their phone first has to pay. Yeah, that's not a bad deal. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, just intentionally being more present and same at events. There have been studies and articles that show how our phones are designed to be addictive. And we are addicted to them that people aren't comfortable with silence. Uh, challenge to all of you listening. If you are at dinner, one, put your phone away for the whole thing. Right. Two, if you're at dinner with somebody else and they get up to go to the bathroom, don't pick up your phone. Right. 
It's so tempting to be yeah. like, well, I'm here. I got nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. Just stay there. We, we used to all do that. Yeah. We can do it again. Yeah. I think it's, you know, uh, sitting still or, or being comfortable in stillness or in yeah. silence um, is, a, is a huge skill set that more people need to um, acquire um, because it helps you get in touch with yourself. Well, it builds mindfulness. It builds attention. Yeah. There's a book for anybody who's interested. I can post the link. Richard Love, um, L-A-U-V, not the artist that we did. Right, right, right. uh, Who wrote a book called Last Child in the Woods. Mm -hmm. And it was all about how children no longer get to play in wild places. So even when we're outdoors, it tends to be structured environments like a soccer field or a basketball court. But even then, we don't do that. The kids don't do that a lot. Right. Um, But the idea was that being in unstructured spaces where you don't have anything else to do, where you have to be creative. Yeah, create your own time and space. Mm -hmm. that, That really builds attention so a lot of the add and adhd that has come up um is because we lack that in part yeah Yeah. like things are constantly demanding our attention but also there have been studies that show that when you take kids who either have these particular issues other emotional or psychological issues troubled kids Mm -hmm. um kids who grow up in tough conditions like inner Mm -hmm. city kids and you take them out in nature not a structured environment but like out to the woods Mm -hmm and do activities out there, just camping, whatever it is, uh, even in small doses. So if you take a child, there was one woman who talked about how like every day on the way to school, she'd take her child for 20, 30 minutes for a walk in the woods. I love it. And how that reduces the symptoms of these, or the the occurrence of these other conditions in those children. Um, So anyway, this all gets back to the idea that being present at events Mm -hmm. of being mindful of mm-hmm. not being on our devices and not only will that help you It'll be help more present but yeah it also will help you to identify those other people who are sitting around right there's probably somebody else who's sitting over there on their phone and you could go and sit with them and yes they you, they may not want you there in which case you say hey do you and they'll say this, they'll, can i sit here and they'll say no or you know and and you can't you can't take that personally you know, either. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, People are entitled to create their own space in a bigger event. Right. No, I, I totally agree with that. But, but but my thing is, is that also like if you really want to create, if, if, the, if your intent is to create your own space and escape for for a moment with your phone, then don't sit in pure, pot, like go in the corner. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that you're not interrupted. You know what I mean? Like yeah. find or go outside the ballroom. Go outside go the ballroom. Right. Go for a walk. You know, do all those things. But we're we're super, super uberly and we've said this before on the podcast that we're super overstimulated. <laughs> yeah. We're so overstimulated. Well, and in the dance world. I feel yeah. like dance events are over yeah, it was a just, lot of stimulation. Yeah, we're just so overstimulated that there's which is why so many um uh ailments have have come up now more for people and so much diseases have come up more for people because there's no time for their body to like recharge, relax their mind. You know, I don't know if many people realize, but we have three brains. We have the heart brain, the brain and your gut. Those, those, those are our three brains in our body, gut, heart, and mind. If you don't know this, uh, go read the, um, uh, 
brain gut connection. I think that's what it's called. Um, but when one of those is overly stimulated or not getting what it needs, the other two go out of whack, which is why a lot of people in the world either have a mental disorder because we're overly stimulated, have stomach problems because we're overly stimulated, or their heart isn't working right because we're overly stimulated. We're not taking care of those three uh, brains. We need those three brains to be in sync um, with one another. And, And when you figure out those three things, meaning if you do meditation, which helps your heart and your mind, and you eat right, which helps your gut, and those three things have a symbiotic relationship, chances are you won't be as anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't get me wrong, I I do these things, but there are times when I'm, I suffer from anxiety. Right. Um, it gets the best of me sometimes, but I, I'm mindful that I suffer from it, and I do things to help it. Right. So um, the brain-gut connection, go read that. I'll give, we'll put that on the, um, yeah. uh, cliff notes, footnotes. What do we call them? Footnotes. Footnotes, cliff. Oh, cliff notes is what you read, right? Right. To cheat for a test. <laughs> <laughs> and what were the other ones called? Monarch notes. Remember monarch no, notes? No, I only knew cliff notes. Oh, cliff notes was the yellow and black yeah, yeah. book and monarch notes was the red and black one. Oh, okay. Wait, you're from the East There's Coast. There's also liner notes, but we That's don't have new. those. That's not new. No? Liner notes are what used to be on like records. The oh. making of the album and the t- track listing. Oh, I didn't know that. So yeah. you learn something new every oh, day. Yeah, go like old cassettes and C- even CDs had liner notes. And we digress. <laughs> <laughs> not the first time, not the last. Um, but yeah, I think the the ability for us to be present and connect with other people who also seem to be on the outside mm-hmm. will make us feel less alone. That's not to say you can't also connect with the people who are on the inside and recognize that the inside outside thing is usually just perception which i love that movie inside oh inside out yes i was like inside outside yeah inside out was great um mm-hmm. but uh yeah it's it it can be really it can be a real struggle to feel like you're on the outside the other thing i'll say about being on the outside and here we are like i'm all-star level you're champion level um and I feel more confident saying all-star level now that I actually made finals. Because <laughs> um, for a while I was like, oh, see you in advance soon. And didn't you win? Second place. Second place. That's uh, had a, a win great for me. Had a great it takes two. Um, yeah. But anyway, it's we are here, people who are more accomplished and who other people might be like, oh, yeah, we have a podcast and mm-hmm. we are accomplished dancers mm-hmm. and teachers and community leaders and mm-hmm. think that we're on the inside, mm-hmm. right? And know that we too feel like we're on the outside sometimes. Yeah. I think that's one of the good things about like um, JT swing teams mm-hmm. because this is a formula that brings everyone together of all levels, right? right? Of all uh, countries, cities, states, yep. zip codes, uh, you know, whatever uh, that may be. So, you know, my suggestion is too, if, if you're feeling like you can't, break into a group or find the niche. Like if there's a JT swing team in your neighborhood, go join it. Yeah. And even in the absence of that, go volunteer. Like Or, or that too. Sure. At, at one of your local dances. Sure. I often promote our volunteering at MCS because it's absolutely true. I'm not making it up, but our volunteers who work the front desk, they get to know everybody. 
Right. And everybody gets to see them and know them. Mm -hmm. Oh, you were the person who checked me in. And it's a great way to meet people, just working mm-hmm. the desk at, at and not a, feeling uncomfortable about it, right? Because it's your job, right? So for me, I uh, did the Myers Briggs test a while ago. Um, a, are you? Is there J in you? Yes, me too. Of course. Although I've gone back and forth, my thing has changed. It keeps so changing. Many times. Uh, don't get me started on the personal. Tell me what you are. Things. Uh, so it depends. Mm-hmm. The last time I did it, I was INFJ. Okay. The time before that, like when I had the official test, I was E-N-T-J. T. Yeah. Oh. I fluctuate between a lot of those. Keep in mind, people, and my problem with Myers-Briggs, we can have a whole conversation. First of all, none of these personal assessments have actually been validated. Of course not. But they're, they're um, interesting and fun. They're interesting. The other thing, the reason why I don't like Myers-Briggs mm-hmm. is because there's 16 types and yes. people think that they are just a type. And the fact is, no, is that I all agree. four dimensions are a spectrum. Right. It's like and f- and can fluctuate. So, you know, you may be a weak extrovert, weak introvert, or maybe an extrovert introvert or an introverted extrovert. Like I'm an so, introvert extrovert. So I'm I don't know. I'm some combination of them. But anyway, well, it, we do change because it's it does yeah, go back. And, and as forth. you get older, yeah. things change. Mm-hmm. Um anyway. But I mention it because I I tend to be an extrovert. I tend to get my energy from other people, though I think that's changing as I get older. Mm -hmm. But the one place where I am very introverted is initiation, like the dimensions of introversion and extroversion. Mm -hmm. There's this thing called initiation, which is meeting people and starting something. Mm -hmm. I'm terrible at that. It's why I was never good at picking up girls in bars. (laughs) Like I... I was terrible at it. Like I, there's been like two times in my life where I've gone up to a random girl, mm-hmm. woman at that time it was girl to talk to them and introduce myself. I'm really bad at it, and you wouldn't get that from the fact that I am a community leader. But that's right. different because it is different. I and this gets back to the volunteering thing because mm-hmm. I have a reason. So a lot of times I don't talk to people because my own insecurity of like Rejection? I don't know. Uh, kind of, but it's more of like, why, why do I think they would want to talk to me or, or I don't know what to say. Um, and when it comes to meeting like somebody that you're attracted to now, mm-hmm. it's like, I gotta be funny and I gotta be interesting and I gotta be cool and I gotta be handsome. Why don't you just be and, yourself? Is that good enough, Deborah? That's what runs through my head. Well, <laughs> so <laughs> I love you, Eric. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like that's, what's running through my head and it's so much easier for me to, to initiate mm-hmm. when I have a reason. So being a teacher, being a community leader, I can go up to people, hey, right. how's it going? How right. did you hear about us? How was class? How's dancing? Um, in the dance world, it's really easy for me to initiate conversation. Hey, I've never seen you before. Have right. you been to this event before? Where are you from? Right? There's so many You have reasons. a level of confidence in that department. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, and lots of things to talk about. Like we all have dance in common. Right. Um, and so if you want to meet people, being a volunteer at the front desk, especially if you are introverted and not good at and or just not good at talking to strangers. Mm-hmm. Now you have a reason. Like right. you are, t- you are, it's your job to welcome them right. and to check them in and to get their money. Um, right. And they will see you. So, you know, there are lots of opportunities like that, like JT swing teams at your local level right. to do that. Volunteer at an event. Yep. Um, volunteering at events a little different because you sit at the door and you check wristbands. And you don't necessarily have to talk to people. Well, you know what though? I will say this though. I mean, I also think it depends on the, the the event you go to. Like, like we were talking at, at Boogie, like the volunteers at the door at Boogie are always smiling at yes. you. And um, in fact, one part during the weekend, this was someone that I've never seen before. And as I'm walking through, I show her my wristband and she smiles and I was like, Hey, what's your name? 
and she tells me her name because I didn't know her, but she smiled right. at me, and I, and I feel that's a good that's a good way to yeah. you know strike up conversation and stuff. But it, it's it's you know it's never easy, mind you. I'm a I'm a I think I'm an E N. S J no F J yeah like you gotta be an F yeah E N E N F J but sometimes that does change and then there's that other one called disc have you done that one yes yeah I'm definitely a D well you can be stronger in more than one like I'm strong in three of them yeah um so I also think it depends on 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 like the circumstances like like you you were talking about like it's hard for you to like you know pick up you know, girls, and, and I have no problem walking up to a guy and being like, hey, what's going on? And and they're completely intimidated yeah. by it, which is now I've kind of like backed off from doing anything like that. I don't know if you saw my post on Facebook yesterday about Bobby Flay. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> did you see how many people like were no, like... No, I didn't see the comments. Oh, my I God. Because I saw it right when it happened. Like the responses were like, you know, like I know him or I, we could get you in touch with him. Want you to DM him. You have such a great personality. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and now I'm thinking to my, well, that's Bobby Flay. Like, what am I going to say? Right, right. You know, to him. But then I think about it and I'm Why like, Why don't you just be yourself? And I, and I was just going to say, and then I think about it and I'm like, well, I'm just going to be me. Like, yeah. I'll be like, Hey, Bobby Flay, what's up? I've had a crush on you since day one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and we have, we, we come from the same cloth. We're both New Yorkers. Yep. And, and all that stuff. So, you know, and then other people are like, oh, no, he's like cheated and had three, you know, thrice divorced. And I was like, oh, OK, people, I'm, listen, it's not like I was. You don't know until you try. Right. No one knows. But but in any case, like I said, I, I think it's all perspective, how you feel about yourself, how you feel about what's going on, Yeah. you know, around you. And, and, and if you're feeling anxiety about like being part of a group, like go grab somebody that you know and say, let's do this together, like do it right. in pairs, like in a team. Yeah, go tandem. Go, yeah, go tandem, exactly <laughs> right. And I, and I think, uh, you know, that helps to finding your way or navigating through, you know, who's who of the higher hierarchy. Yeah. yeah. I would also say two things. One is, again, the cool kids don't always all have it. No. Um, in fact, I had a really... Is outside of dance, but I remember I think it was high school. So I lay low for a really long time, mm-hmm. but I went to the same school system from kindergarten through twelfth grade to high school, and there were only a hundred people in my class. Ooh. So we used to say like it was a really tight group. I would say I graduated with probably sixty sixty five percent of the people I went to kindergarten with. Wait, like, hold on. You went to you went and all that time you were in New York, right? Yes. Where did you go to school? Ardsley School Districts, near Scarsdale. Everybody knows Scarsdale. Oh, Scarsdale. Okay. That was like the next town over that was not as wealthy as Scarsdale, like Westchester. <laughs> well, Westchester County, <laughs> yeah, but Scarsdale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like the of the of the class I graduated with, like sixty percent, we had all been together since kindergarten. Right. So. There was a lot, a lot of yeah. ups and downs and yeah. social chaos, but there was something about our senior year where we all kind of bonded around this like nostalgia. You sure. know, we had spent 13 years together. It's a lot of time, and we were moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember having a conversation with one of my friends who was always she was tall, beautiful, smart, mm-hmm. um, in with all the cool kids. Mm-hmm. And I remember having a conversation with her about how. She had had her moments of anxiety yeah. um, and other people like she was like, oh, and this guy, I was like him, he's like the leading jock and like smart and nice and funny. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, yeah, no, he's totally insecure. Uh, so yeah. I think, you know, it's important to recognize we all have our insecurities. Absolutely. Um, 
It's how we choose to deal with them. And quite frankly, a lot of us choose to be in dance to deal with our insecurities, <laughs> right? Like right. this is the danger. And we've talked about this, how mm-hmm. people go into dance and seek validation and affirmation from the dance world. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing. And the other thing is that if you feel like you are not part of the cool kids, you have lots going on for you nevertheless. Absolutely. Like, being one of the cool kids is not the end-all be-all no, of of life and or being in the dance community. Right. And appreciate what you have. Appreciate the people you do know. Appreciate the dances you have. Mm. Don't forget why you got into this thing. It was not to be part of the cool kids. That likely happened mm-hmm. after you came into the dance world and saw the cool kids right. or who you thought were the cool kids and then wanted to be a part of them. You came in because you wanted to connect with people. You wanted to dance. You just wanted to have a good time, maybe mm-hmm. artistic expression. Maybe you already had friends who danced. Hang on to those people. Um, you know, don't lose an appreciation for what you do have because like you were saying earlier, Deborah, a lot of, I always say to my clients when I'm working with them around, um, whether it's management or team building or yeah. yeah, organization development that the, uh, that, uh, conflict, frustration and disappointment all come from a misalignment of expectations. Absolutely. That we expect one thing and get another. Yeah, I've and, been learning that a lot about you know, expectations. We, yeah, it's like if we don't expect the, the cool, because if we don't set that at the bar, if our bar is mm-hmm. we want to have a good time, we want to connect with people, we want right. to have good dancing, then you work on that, you're going to be a lot happier. Yeah. Just, you know, appreciate what you have. Right, and also, you know, I'm a firm believer in like the universe, mm-hmm. right? And, and thoughts become things. Yes, so the more you think about that, you know, I'm not in the cool kids and my life right. sucks and this is terrible. Glass and, half empty. Yeah. And and bl- we're all guilty of it. Yeah. You know, I'm someone who likes to motivate people, you know, which is why I'm studying to become a life coach and, you know, and all those things, taking my uh, courses and stuff. But we all get stuck in it. You know, even myself, I'm, I'm a really good motivator for others and I'm a really good supporter mm-hmm. for others. And sometimes I, I get stuck in you know, being, you know, negative in my own space, you right. know, not towards anyone else, but in, yeah. in how I feel about, you know, what's going on and, and all that stuff. And I have to check myself and be like, well, if you continue to do that, it's going to continue to happen. Right. So thoughts become things and, you know, try to stay positive and, and don't lose sight of why you started to do the things that you do. Right. Whether it's dancing or, you know, or anything else like that. Yeah. It's always easier to be supportive and, and, motivating and keep perspective because you're not in it right it's when you're in it that it's so hard you have a hard time seeing another perspective right and that's totally natural and again we've both talked about how we've struggled Mm -hmm. with being on the outside or Mm -hmm. or feelings of of stress and anxiety totally valid totally natural Mm -hmm. and that's that's the other thing that i hope people walk away from this is that that is just that is part of the human condition right that we as humans are social animals. Yes. We all want to be in there. I mean, it starts even with primates and mm-hmm. social status. We all want to be the alpha. And if we're not, we have to deal with it. And I think in our dance community, the alphas are almost an illusion, mm-hmm. you know, that being an alpha, being on the top is not what it's all about. No, it's not um, what it's all it's cracked up to be either. Right. You know, that's that's what people need to you know, understand and recognize, you know, just because it looks like it's glorious and all that stuff, it's not, and not always is. Right. You know, we have to go through things too. Yep. You know, anxiety, depression. Am I going to pay my rent this month? 
Yeah. Right, you know, what, you know, it's just just all normal things. Am I, am, you know, am I going to get hired at this event? You know, that's the other thing that's very um, that people don't understand about being a professional in this industry. You are not guaranteed to work, right. regardless of how good you are, of how successful you are, of how professional you are, because there are plenty of people who aren't as good who aren't as professional, who are cheaper, and blah, 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 who will work. Um, it's a doggy dog. It's a dog race. You right. know what I mean? You're constantly – so there's a lot to worry about in that in that respect too. So don't always think like the grass is greener because right. it's not. And, and yes, are there professionals that are out there that are always working? Sure. But not everyone is. Right. You know what I mean? How are we doing? We're good. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm good. It was a little stressful, this conversation. <laughs> was it? Yeah, it got a little emotional for me. Like, right. I had to check myself. Okay. Yeah. But I, I made it through. You did? Yeah. I think I'm going to live. It's a very personal subject. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and this last year has been really tough. Yeah. For me, anyway. Um, so I'm, I'm ready for 20, you know, actually 2018 and 2019 were kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, rough. And I'm hoping that there's a... um Light at the end of the tunnel. There's always tomorrow. There is always tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Yes. Yes. Well, and I'm, I've been this week very reflective sure. just as I transition, but also right. hiking like yesterday in particular. It was just, I was pretty much alone on that trail for mm-hmm. the most part and just a lot of time to, to think, sit and think about things. Did so. you make any, you know, resolutions or, did no you resolutions, fig- but kind of more aware of where I'm at. Okay. Um, and are you okay with it? Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's good. Yeah. I like it. Excellent. If you want to share your thoughts and reactions with us, you can post a comment on our website. You can respond to our posts on Facebook, or you can share your thoughts in our discussion group on Facebook. Yes, it is still there. It is still available, and you should be using it. You can also email Deborah and me through our site at thenakedtruthwcs.com or through our Facebook page. If you ever have a question that you want to hear on the mailbag, you can send that to us at any time. We'll be doing another mailbag probably soon, so feel free to send us a message. To get the latest news, you can like our page on Facebook, subscribe to our weekly email newsletter, follow us on Instagram at thenakedtruthwcs, and yep, you can go ahead and follow us on Twitter at nakedtruthwcs. You'll find out when our episodes are available on Twitter. You can also buy some of our swag through our online store. We have limited supplies of men's and women's shirts with our logo and other fun designs. Just go to thenakedtruthwcs.com forward slash store to buy yours today. We can ship it to you or we can get it to you at an upcoming event. Again, that's thenakedtruthwcs.com forward slash store. And of course, if you haven't already, you can always subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave us a review on Facebook. And if you're on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, please rate us and give us a review over on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Eric. And I'm Deborah. And and that's that's the the Naked Naked Truth. Truth. (laughs) So much easier when we're in the same room. I know, because we could see each other.